Usually for episodes like this, we cheat and record the whole thing in one go and then split it up later. But uh, we didn't do that this time. And you can probably tell that we didn't because I'm at the tail end of a pretty bad cold. Uh, I usually don't get a fear with colds, but I did this time. That was a special treat. Mm. Uh, for those of you who have been following me on Twitter, my cat will live, despite his efforts to the contrary. Yeah, that's uh, one nice thing about actually doing this in separate weeks, um, is we do get updates on random stories. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember, because uh, we didn't, we weren't sure what happened last time we recorded, like what was going on with the cat, but he had in fact swallowed a surprisingly large piece of silicone. I don't know how he swallowed it, but he managed to get it pretty far along in his intestines before it completely blocked him up and... <laughs> Yeah, and it was uh, pretty big. <laughs> many, many, many dollars in vet bills later, he is wearing a cone, and he'll be fine, <laughs> most likely. You know, he can actually segue us in, because uh, one of the things we didn't talk about uh, last week that we can talk about this week now is uh, the idea of dinosaurs being portrayed as animals. Right. Um, so... Dale was an animal in that he just <laughs> ate random things because sometimes they do that. <laughs> He's stupid. Well, to be fair, in the wild, there isn't too much a cat can eat that isn't man-made that would cause a blockage. Yeah, I guess. It's not so, like he would eat a rock. Per, well, I mean, I don't know. I don't know that. I'm not willing to. <laughs> say, I'm not necessarily willing to say that this particular cat would not eat a rock. He might. He might he might not mean to, but he might do it anyway, you know, by accident or something. But yeah, so it's many. So basically, we're given to believe that every carnivore is just they just kill things like constantly. If there's a thing they see, they're going to kill it, which is not the thing about killing things is that it takes a significant expenditure of energy for the most part. Um, so you pretty much don't do it for funsies to be fair these are zoo animals so they're not quite mm. used to survival but um they are now after the three years of being on the island um with right. no humans to feed them they should have you know figured out like i need to chill out sometimes right <laughs> <laughs> but these these dinosaurs have no chill right um, and that's one thing, um, or rather that would be one thing if they didn't try to, uh, have this tacked on conversation about the, uh, Indoraptor not being ready for a prime time because it doesn't have empathy, um, and it does just kill continuously like its predecessor, the Indominus Rex, except that doesn't differentiate it from Blue or Rexy. Yeah, like, Blue listens to Chris Pratt, who, again, has name in the movie, I guess. Um, it's still Owen. Okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> I will never remember that. Um, but other than when when he's not around, it's basically just biting everybody it can get its jaws on. Right. In fact, that's used as a plot point. Twice, when they're trying to capture her and he calms her down initially, um, once she sees a gun pointed at her, she recognizes that and 
you know, leaps at the guy doing it and, you know, unfortunately doesn't kill him fast enough um, before she's shot. Um, and later in the movie, they open up her cage to sick her on someone. Yeah, which seemed kind of mean, actually. And she's just sort of like, oh, okay. Like, she just goes along with it because I'm an unstoppable killing machine and I've been made aware of a target. It's just so dumb. It's so d they're, they're all that way. Everything that's bitey is just bitey all the time. Right. Uh, so in that, uh, in that terrible scene where they're miraculously outrunning 65 mile an hour pyroclastic flow. Uh, right. <laughs> um... Um, the reason they get in the bubble is because, despite all this chaos, a uh, Carnotaurus, which is a uh, smaller uh, carnivore, um, starts stalking them and is being, you know, rather bitey. Right, like it hasn't got better shit to do. <laughs> right. Um, and what was probably supposed to be a neat scene, but was ruined by not only the trailers, but it's literally on all the posters, Hmm. Um, and like the cover art in iTunes and already, and it's just, uh, um, but the, uh, Tyrannosaurus, um, also bursts out of the cloud of doom and, uh, uh, bites, but again, somehow doesn't take down the animal, which is another case of, okay, she's just being bitey because it's another thing that moved. Right, and why that one in particular? Right, like carnivores don't go after other carnivores without really good reason. Even in like territorial wars, like it's usually um, a fight to the slight injury. And then, right. you know, the loser just, you know, uh, lives to fight another day, but has to find a new turf. Right, again, fighting is costly exactly it's <laughs> killing <risky. laughs> is costly you just you don't do it if you don't have a compelling reason such as i'm pretty hungry or no that's pretty much or you know i absolutely have to kill you for this territory and i can't scare you away right and even territorial stuff probably wouldn't even be a fight to the death except in the specific occasion of two males of the same species and, you know, like, if you're trying to, like, usurp a harem, if that's how they um, work socially. Right. But even then, that's not seen universally across animals. Lions don't always kill the uh, old uh, king before they take over a pride. Um, I think many species of seal uh, have similar behavior, but it's not necessarily a fight to the death. Sometimes it's incidentally, but... The point is, you wouldn't just, you know, chomp down on this other carnivore um, unless you intended to kill it for food-related reasons. Something that has been annoying me across the entire franchise so far, which we mentioned um, three years ago, is that the Tyrannosaurus has the largest proportional and perhaps absolute bite force um, on planet Earth. <laughs> which is pretty considerable yeah so she doesn't hold on to things unless she's trying not to kill them like if you if she gets her teeth into something she can just bite down and it's it goes through the other animal because those jaws were um theorized to basically be for processing bone right which requires a fair amount of bite force so it's pretty uh it would be pretty weird for her to, like, delicately bite down on something. Right. Rather than just snapping its head clean off. 
Right. If like now it would probably take some unnecessary effort to, you know, cleave the animal in twain, but it just being <laughs> in her jaws would probably accidentally kill it. Yeah, like for the most part that's that's going to seriously fuck you up. Like those teeth are going to go all the way in. Right. And Without... those are some big teeth. Like all the squishy parts have definitely been severed. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then that, that's one of the stupid animals that makes it off the island, and then the same scene repeats itself at the end. Also, not to the death. And I hear you. <laughs> and you have some complaints about hands. <laughs> it's one thing for the creators to do a cop-out on feathers because, oh, well, the science is still figuring itself out, and we don't know exactly where they would be. Spoiler, we do. Trust me. Mm. Um... But it's another thing to give the animals just unrealistic arm movements just because. Creatures with wings, like theropods, like tyrannosaurs and velociraptors, can't pronate and uh, supinate their wrists like we do. Uh, the, the two so if you uh, if you've looked um, at the bones of like you know a human or anything else with arms, you know that the forearm is, is two bones with a hole in the middle? <laughs> right. Um, I mean, that's the parts of a chicken wing if you've eaten those as well. Um, but, Which is uh, really gross to think about, so let's not. <laughs> uh, well, one feature we have that the chicken wing doesn't is that when we uh, turn our hands down or up, those two bones actually cross over each other somewhere between the uh, midpoint and the end there. Um, and theirs were fused, so they couldn't. So they couldn't rotate their wrists. They could just, you know, um, move their wrists in one direction. They could clap. That's, that's about it. Um, and if you're flying, that's fine, because if you uh, move your arms out upward into your spread wing position, then your hands are facing down, which is where you would want them to be if there's wings attached to your last finger. Right. But throughout the movies, they have all the theropod arms, in this weird crunched up position with the fingers pointed down at the floor, which is not useful for doing anything. And it just looks weird because it's unnatural. Yeah. I'm not sure why, like there's, there's no advantage to having uh, hands like that. Right. There's no disadvantage to having accurate hands. It's not like people think it's cheesy, like feathered dinosaurs, apparently. Right. And the accurate hands are more terrifying because those are the animal's natural attack position. One thing that bummed me out was when they're going through the ruins of the park, they uh, pan through the gift shop, um, and there's like a velociraptor toy um, or something, and its hands are where they belong. In the proper attack position, palms facing each other. Right, adding insult to injury. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a weird thing to insist on getting wrong all these years. Yeah. It's just really weird, and it's all over the branding, wherever it can be. Oh, okay. Uh, a dinosaur we didn't mention yet. Um, the uh, lock. I didn't look how to up how to pronounce it because it's not a real dinosaur um so it is a uh, juvenile pachycephalosaurus which is the uh uh family of dinosaurs with the uh domed head 
Right, um, the Friar Tuck one, they called yes. it in the first movie. <laughs> Second movie. Second movie. That's right. I was reading all the IMDb pages for them in, in lieu of rewatching them. <laughs> and I thought that was funny, so I remembered it. So, yeah, it's the one with the big dome head. Um, it is a herbivore. It's actually part of the uh, Triceratops family um, rather than theropods. The one they picked, though, uh, is a not a disputed specimen, but disputed as a species because they found that um, all these different head shapes that they thought were separate pachycephalosaurs, you know, with different ratios of like dome size to spikes pointing out of it, um, correlated perfectly with the size of the specimen um, and some other ratios like length of tibia to femur and uh, uh, fused bones that basically indicated that these are developmental stages of the same animal. Right. And we've, we make this mistake a lot in science and you know, zoology, botany, biology, that sort of thing. So, and it, it, it is kind of funny to think about how little we really know about dinosaurs. Like we've been studying them for a few hundred years, but we have, we don't have that much to go on. Um, and I guess we don't actually know how realistic it would be for one of these to bash its way through a brick wall. Well, we have some suspicions. Yeah. So uh, where this gets even worse is so it could have been, you know, oh, you know, well, it is a juvenile and uh, we'll call it the pachycephalosaur and, you know, leave it at that. Um, but instead, they have it headbutting around and headbutting. If it was a behavior of these animals, certainly wouldn't be predatory. They're herbivores. <laughs> um, right. um, and if it was, it would be in adult males. And there's competing theories based on x-rays and uh, reconstructions that it might be to the death because um, even though it's a, uh, neck could line up to make the perfect battering ram it didn't necessarily have the reinforcement necessary to endure such behavior yeah it's still got a brain in there and one thing that brains don't really like is is you know rapid chain rapid acceleration toward a solid object yeah. uh, and, <laughs> and, and impact into a solid object brains super don't like that right so these things either you know rubbed their heads on each other angrily <laughs> um or they would headbutt once um the loser would uh suffer a severe injury or death the winner would suffer a minor injury um and you know have a, a small number of headbutts left in their life before right. they're overthrown you know by a younger animal who hasn't been through as much combat right you'd basically get you know nfl player dinosaurs Right. At some at some point, you know, your your brain sort of melts down because you've been bashing it around too much. Yeah. So they definitely wouldn't be wasting that energy um, making their way through, uh, you know, brick walls and steel gates. And random auction attendees for some reason. Right. Yeah. Like, I don't know why it was running around mowing down. You'd think it would just run away. Well, unless it already got a concussion and then didn't even know what it was doing anymore. Oh, I guess if it was just sort of <laughs> running around at that point and incidentally there were some people in the way, which, okay, I can see that. Yeah. 
Um, in which case, then, you know, we can blame Chris Pratt's character for killing it. Right. There was some stuff I discovered between this week and last on um, just people writing about stuff that they found on the movie tie-in website, so it's officially canon. And they had some hogwash about um, accidentally creating a null allele by mixing all the uh, various things you're using to fill the holes in the genetic code, and that's why they don't have feathers. So, mm. you know, it, it's a lazy, barely in-universe cop-out. I don't think so. <laughs> I'm not giving that to them. Yeah. Um, and they simultaneously uh, alluded to retconning the uh, Jurassic Park 3 Spinosaurus's size as that might have been um, the first hybrid dinosaur. Because as we discovered in 2014, they did not quite look like that at all, really. <laughs> um, they basically had legs the size of their forearms and they spent most of their time in water. They wouldn't really be, um, you know, running around the island. Yeah. And it looks like, you know, a water thing, really. Like, Well, it has a crocodilian snout. <laughs> Yeah. Like, that's its whole deal. So, every, it's it's weird how we decide, like, oh, this would, you know, this should look like this, even though its face <laughs> looks, like, pretty extremely similar to the faces of water critters and yeah. not very much like the face of any land critters that we're aware of. Um, and the uh, uh, Baryonyx or Sugamimus, that was... Uh... Uh, stalking the kids in the uh, lava tubes uh, is a spinosaur, um, like in terms of phylogeny. It also has the same crocodile head, and it should also have been swimming. Um, and in fact, we have more specimens of them because they are not from Egypt, where we're plagued by um, black market fossil trades. And mm -hmm. we have stomach contents of both uh, land and sea-dwelling things of them. You know, so they spent some time on land. They did have legs, but they also swam and ate fish. And I don't think it would be, like, on the top of the mountain where the lava is leaking out of. Yeah, probably not. Maybe more of a lakes and rivers kind of deal. Yeah, it seems like it would be hanging out in fresh water. Right. Which seems like it would be a decent place to be until it itself filled with lava. Yeah. I'm still mad about the lava dripping on the thing's head and, <laughs> and it being just, like, just... eh. <laughs> Lava's so hot. It's so hot. Um... <laughs> so I guess enough complaining about dinosaurs, and this gets us to uh, what should have been the philosophical discussion of the movie. Um, what should have been some more time spent in the women's problems aisle. Uh, and, you know, uh, just where the movie falls down by not being anything other than a weak action movie. Yeah. So the whole character of Zia Rodriguez, she was the, uh, I th think she was a biologist or something, but uh, the only PhD in the movie. Um, she right. was the uh, kid that wasn't entirely useless. <laughs> yes. Um, but, you know, she's a uh, stereotypic uh modern uh late millennial uh in her portrayal 
um, and is at one point referred to as a nasty woman. Yeah, that was <laughs> so cheesy. Yeah. Um, and you ended under this note. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was. I think it was the the guy conducting the auction who had the yeah the the Trump hair basically. Yeah, the short guy. And it and at one point, like his hair was kind of flying around in some wind in a very Trumpian fashion, and it seemed like to me it seemed like a reference. When I saw that, I was like, oh, they're making fun of Trump hair, which they you know they should do. Right. <laughs> That's valid, but it... That's better satire because it's subtle, and if you miss it, it's still a funny scene because, oh, look, his hair is blowing around. You know, but, like, Nasty Woman is going, like, as a line, is going to age poorly. Oh, yeah, it's super well. <laughs> yeah. In reference to criticism of the first film, um, the first time we see Bryce Dallas Howard, it's a shot of her shoes. Yeah, I actually missed that scene because I, somebody who was there with me had to go to the bathroom and was fretting about whether he'd be able to get back into the theater because we used tickets on my phone, which uh, you can. They have bathrooms that are, you know, past where the, it's like the airport. <laughs> there are bathrooms inside. There are past security. Inside security. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I'd never thought about that before. And I was like, it didn't occur to me for like a long time because you know it was the morning and whatever yeah um, <laughs> um but so um the the first shot of her then is um right she comes down an elevator and it opens um on her shoes and then pans up um to reveal her um and they are heels then but then she you know wears proper traipsing around in jungle <laughs> boots mm -hmm. maybe i mean it looks like she's wearing riding boots which uh, maybe they're like waterproof and whatever, but I would think that hiking shoes might be more practical. You might have more ankle flexibility, which might be helpful. Um, although I guess riding boots offer you some of that. Uh, I mean, her shoes were fine. She did straddle the Tyrannosaur. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, that was so cheesy. But yeah, at least they made an effort to put boots on her. Um, but as we also pointed out as criticism of criticism of the first movie, those particular heels were fine and she actually did wear them. Yeah, I tried to buy those and they were really, I, I couldn't find them, which was very disappointing. <laughs> and uh, bef before we get to the, uh, the big thing, uh, one thing I wanted to bring up is uh, I kept comparing this movie to The Lost World book and movie because... I mean, it's the, the second of a trilogy. You kind of have to. Um, and there's so much in the Lost World book that hasn't been used yet. And the fact that the two kids, even though they're, you know, young adults, um, are a uh, nerdy, computer-savvy black male and um, a uh, uh, nerdy, maybe white female um may be taken from or just a coincidence the lost world novel where the two kids on the island in that case were arby and kelly which were a young black boy who had been skipped a grade or two to be in the same grade as kelly and he was doing all the computer things in that uh book um and kelly who was in all of the nerd classes with him uh had an interesting conversation with the uh, 
with uh, Dr. Sarah Harding in the book that didn't make it into that movie um, and hasn't made it into the movies yet, which was, um, you know, she was, uh, uh, so first she was starstruck because, you know, of course this little girl has idols who are paleontologists <laughs> um, and, you know, women in STEM and um, they get to talking and she talks about how um, she likes math, but that's a boy thing. And Dr. Harding, like, um, like angrily corrects her um, that, you know, no, you're allowed to like math. You're allowed to be good at math. There aren't boy things or girl things and, you know, the sciences. And, you know, don't take that sexist crap in your life. It's a good speech. And they should definitely have included it in one of these movies somewhere along the line. Yeah. I don't think it's enough to have, you know, kind of moderately dopey Chris Pratt. Although he's not as dopey as his characters sometimes are in this movie, but he's still like, you know, I. It's weird though. So, so he must be like a scientist, an animal behaviorist, or you know, like he he should have a PhD if he's working in this role, unless <laughs> unless they hired him because he was good with horses or something that you don't like necessarily learn in college. I. It seems like he, he himself should also have been, like, a little bit less, you know, going off into the woods to build a cabin out in the middle of nowhere. Right. And, like, a, and a little bit more of an egghead. Right. Like, they made him more of a game warden rather than, like, a vet. Right. And I would have thought he would be more of a veterinarian. Right. And, you know, this is something we talked about last week, that um, the... Uh, there's just a complete lack of PhDs in these films. Yeah, where whereas you would expect there to be a, a lot of them. Right, because they were basically the full cast of the of the books. Right, and it should it should really be like a ton of grad students too. Like there should just be it it should be wall to wall scientists. Right. You know, it I, it's not sustainable that, you know, uh, Henry Wu is the one scientist working on this stuff and all of his staff are, you know, just people. Right, they're lab <laughs> monkeys. Right. What if he gets hit by a bus or, you know, eaten by something? Right. Um, and, of course, a, a problem in modern academia is that lab monkeys are required to have PhDs and get, like, $15 an hour. And it's a, right. <laughs> a topic for another week. <laughs> Um, but at least, you know, they address each other by doctor and no one is, you know, really addressed by doctor. Right. Can we talk about the uh, the twist now? Yes. OK, good. I've been waiting to get to this. So at some point it's revealed for no apparent reason <laughs> that the little girl is a clone of her mother. Yep. It's like and it's just flatly revealed like that. OK. Uh, okay. <laughs> like, it doesn't matter at all. And you'd think that that would be something that would somehow be a big deal. Um, I mean, I guess they kind of, like, I don't know, were they setting that up as a very dumb excuse for her to release the dinosaurs out of the <laughs> the hydrogen cyanide kill room? <laughs> Which, by the way, I don't think we actually did talk about just the bad lab practices that much, but... 
I don't I don't know why they would have a giant tank of hydrogen cyanide. Um, my husband, who is a physicist and has been around hydrogen cyanide, was like, look at the plumbing. The plumbing is so bad. And he was like, what if the new guy hits it with a forklift? Then <laughs> everybody dies. Um, so anyway, you've got the dinosaurs in your hydrogen cyanide kill room for some reason. Um, <laughs> and she releases them into the wild because she too is a clone. But like, okay, first of all, she super didn't need to be a clone to do that. I would absolutely have irresponsibly released yeah. those dinosaurs rather than let them die. Like, that's just something that I would have done. Also, I think that Chris Pratt would have, too. Yeah. Hell, so would Bryce Dallas Howard. Any one of those idiots would have released the dinosaurs rather than watch them die. Come on. I mean, it is why the trilogy is called Jurassic World and why Malcolm's voiceover saying welcome to Jurassic World is, you know, repeated, even though he said that earlier in the mo- in the movie in his deposition or whatever. Yeah. It's not a necessary setup, nor is it even a surprising reveal. Not particularly. Like, I don't I don't know if I was supposed to be shocked by that, but I wasn't. Yeah. I mean, you're probably supposed to be moved by them, you know, watching the dinosaurs choke to death for a while, but. I would have been anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like not. I mean, we've discussed how how I can't handle animal death. Like when I, I was super sad when they were all, you know, when they couldn't save all of them from the island. I was hoping, I was hoping they would save them all, including the ginormous adult. Brachiosaur. I, I don't care. Yeah. I think you should save it anyway, just because it's bigger than your boat. <laughs> <laughs> Tow it or something. Or you should have brought a bigger boat. Right. Put it in. But I think you could put it in a harness and like, although <laughs> sharks might bite it and that would be a problem. Hmm. I don't know. I mean, they could swim, which we addressed as well. Uh... Yeah, like make it some floats so it can yeah. rest some, you know, animal and gi- giant dinosaur floaties. I feel like <laughs> I feel like they could have solved this problem and saved that animal, but they didn't. Um, but but 100%, I, a non-clone, would have saved the dinosaurs at the end by releasing them into the wild where they, uh, gosh, I hope they can do okay. All right. So um, are we done with Little Miss Crime Against Nature? Because we have to go over the release. <sighs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, although, other, other than the fact that, oh, well, you know, adding a child to their rocky on again off again yeah. relationship will surely sure things up yeah <laughs> what could possibly go wrong um in the jurassic world arc i couldn't find any references to the lysine deficiency that was bred into the animals so that in the event that they got off the island um without a food supply from ingen they would slip into a coma and die within like a day now Of course, the animals were surviving on the islands despite this, even the ones that had the deficiency, because, like, um, soybeans and uh, various other plants contain plenty of lysine. Um, But I guess there's enough soy farms in Northern (laughs) California, if they can find them? Uh, Probably, but I don't know that, like, the carnivores may not be strongly motivated to eat soybeans although i guess if they eat other animals that do eat soybeans they'll be fine right uh uh, other than other dinosaurs that is because they uh uh appear to spread out pretty far (laughs) yeah 
I don't know that the climate is appropriate because uh, we we have established that they are in Northern California, which is kind of nippy. Like, wasn't it wasn't it usually fairly warm uh, where where dinosaurs lived? No, they had a full climate. Um, oh, okay. So some of them are. Okay. Yeah. I mean, maybe it's just I who find it too cold in Northern <laughs> California. So I'm projecting that onto the dinosaurs. Um, however. Um... Even though this is where we find dinosaurs, um, their habitat definitely wasn't Southern California and Las Vegas. Yeah, that's the desert. Yeah. They, so, um, during the uh, Jurassic and Cretaceous, um, between the mountain ranges of North America was a uh, enormous uh, brackish sea. And I mean, you know, enormous goes to the horizon enormous like all of you know oklahoma montana texas you know we're underwater which is why we have such good fossils there um and why we have a lot of marine fossils there yeah let, let's <laughs> let's put it back that way um, so um the uh after credit scene where there's a pteranodon perching on perch uh perching on top of something in vegas um it would not have survived that flight they only did very long trips over water because they could keep scooping down for fish. Yeah, that's pretty far with not a whole lot. I mean, once you get out past, like, Pasadena, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's really, to be honest, Pasadena, it's pretty inhospitable. I mean, literal Death Valley is, is you know, in that general vicinity. Yes, and aptly named. So um, they definitely wouldn't survive that trip, and they definitely wouldn't be able to... You know, um, if they made it to Vegas, they wouldn't have the energy to assault people there. Um, I mean, unless they were scooping up scorpions on the way over, but they need to drink, so... Yeah, well, so they could stop by... Um, like the Hoover like there's, Dam. There's Lake Havasu. <laughs> there's a couple of bodies of water that might have fish in them that wouldn't kill them just by being horribly polluted. But still, they wouldn't anyway. They lived right. on they lived on, uh, you know, oceanside cliffs. That was their habitat. And they actually had those in Northern California, so they'd probably pretty much stick around there. Yeah, blue definitely would not do well hanging out in the Hollywood Hills. Yeah, <laughs> a little too dry. Um, nothing for her to eat other than like rats. Well, coyotes, I guess. But, well, again, uh, carnivores wouldn't yeah, fight each other. That's true. Uh, although, I mean, would you recognize a mammal? Uh, a, a, well, I guess they, they're kind of bitey looking, so yeah, maybe. Well, yeah, uh, mammals were around um, in the Cretaceous. Okay. Um, so she would recognize rats and uh, <laughs> beavers and things of that general shape. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't think they're beavers. <laughs> but those would be in, in, in uh, NorCal. <laughs> Right. I don't know why. Why also, Northern California is very far from. It's an eight-hour drive to get from Southern California to Northern California, and that's if you go the fast way, which is up through the Central Valley, where there's nothing. I mean, there's farms and bees. We drove through. <laughs> we drove through a lot of of bees. Uh, presumably, they were out pollinating. At the time we were driving through, but they just, we just mowed down just hundreds of bees with my car. You I know, that's a perfect segue. Um, 
because flowers probably extincted the dinosaurs and the asteroid was just the icing on the cake. On their islands, you know, they obviously had a crap ton of selected plants for the herbivores to eat. Um, you know, mostly cycads and other um, ancient resembling stuff. Um, but dinosaurs could not digest the leaves of flowering plants. That's what we've mostly got nowadays. Yeah, yeah. So, um, now, I, I guess there are, you know, plenty of ferns and evergreens in Northern California, and maybe they could adapt to that? Maybe. Um, but chances are, you know, they'll just diarrhea themselves to death in 30 days. <laughs> That's unfortunate. Is dinosaur poop like bird poop? Do we, or is it more like, because like they showed, you know, they had the, the poop that, that Ellie was digging through in the first movie and it was, it looked like cow poop, really. I guess we would have to look to, uh, obligate, um, herbivore bird crap to know. Yeah. Don't they mostly eat, like, fruit stuff? I don't know. But yeah, but they eat flowers, so. Hmm. Hmm. No, never thought about dinosaur poop that much, but it's something that they should have had to think about. Like, they would have had a fair amount of dinosaur poop to take care of on that boat, for example. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm sure it's supposed to be the setup for the third film that all the dinosaurs are roaming the Western United States, but... <laughs> oh boy, really looking forward to that one. <laughs> My husband's going to be so mad at me. <laughs> You've got like 18 months to three years to worry about that. He'll probably be Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, maybe we'll all be dead by then. Yep. What could possibly go wrong? Well, at least theoretically we'll be in a new administration. <sighs> and then we can suffer through more out-of-date political references. Which were already out-of-date when this movie came out. That's the yeah. from 2016. Yeah, and it, it, hasn't, <laughs> it hasn't really, like, come back up. or yeah like, it pretty much went away and that was fine yeah so um coming up we do have some more uh depressing topics so uh yay you know it, it's nice to have these breaks especially over the summer because we <laughs> have to have some mental health remaining to do the show at all so yeah plus our friend and only listener no not really but <laughs> <laughs> brian did did comment hi brian <laughs> that we did two really bad ones in a row I'm like yeah yeah well now here too complaining about dinosaurs ones in a row. yep and they're long ones so you get to deal with that as well that's true sorry not sorry <laughs> 